This episode is brought to you by The Grounds Guys, a neighborly company. The Grounds Guys is looking for new owners to join their growing company. Could this be the perfect opportunity for you? Are you driven? Do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur? Do you love to be outdoors? If you're currently running your own landscape business or think that a landscaping franchise could be your natural calling, text GGBIZOPP to 87000. Right now to learn more. Coming up on TMS, men in the front, women in the back. Chasing Spider-Man across the English Channel. Robes make me feel funny. One Harry Potter barf bean, please. Grape smugglers. Back to school, eat some chalk. Making things with Bill. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Let me see your identification. No! We don't need to see his identification. Of course, nothing would make me moister. The Morning Stream is Battle-Tested Bayonets, bro. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Morning Stream. It's August 6th, 2019. I'm Scott. He's Brian. Good morning. Hello, Scott. Happy Tuesday to you. It is Tuesday already, isn't it? Doesn't it feel like, ah, yes. oh, man, I know I always say this, but time is weird. It's just Time gone. is weird. Yes just passed yeah, me like just blurs I mean, in the night i hate it J- july went by like a like a like a thing hey check this out kids in aurora colorado are going back to school today oh what yeah wow that's fast yeah. wait it's only yeah. uh the sixth how's that i thought I, know. Went, I, went, I thought people went back in the fall what is this no no apparently not this people is madness like, madness no. i say back, no. madness i don't know if we, i don't know what we do here let's see uh salt we're going to find out. Salt Lake City School District. Yep. Uh, 2019 start. Let's try that. Okay, so it looks like here in the beautiful Salt Lake Valley, if you're a kid, you'll be entering school. Oh. It looks like some are going back today as well. Oh, what? what? Really, in, your, in your place too. Yes, Jeez. madness, madness. I oh, say, it just isn't fair. It no. just isn't fair. I mean, I guess if I was a kid, I'd be really bummed about this. But yeah. does it mean yeah. they get out earlier now in June? Right. Oh. I mean, are we getting to the point where soon they're going to get out in like May? They're going to go <laughs> start school in July, and they're going to get out in in May. I, I don't guess know. so. I don't know why I keep shifting like this. But when we were kids, you were guaranteed a longer summer than this. That's dumb. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. I mean, it was, it certainly wasn't uh, after Labor Day, but it was a lot closer to Labor Day. I mean, it was the end of August. Mm-hmm. We go back like in the, you know, August 20th or 23rd or something like that. It was late. It definitely felt more like the top of September than it did the very top of August. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. So yeah. sorry, kids. Uh, have fun. Meet your new teachers. Uh, get your grades. Do your business. Work hard. And then uh, all That's you right. parents who get to have free public babysitting all day. Well done. Good job. Yeah. You guys can all go uh, get a mojito and uh, what, what do you do when you're a parent trying to get away? Uh, you, uh, as soon as the kids go, it's uh, walk around the house wearing nothing but a robe, eating bonbons and um, and watching garbage television. Do you have a robe you wander around the house in? Have we talked about this before? I do have a robe. Yeah. Um, I, I don't wear it too. I mean, I don't wander around the house in 
in you know in nothing or in less than you know in close to nothing very often especially now that tristan and his girlfriend are back in the house sure but if i have to let the dog out in the middle of the night um if it's before 2 a.m i'll put the robe on if it's between 2 a.m and 6 a.m i won't even bother gotcha. i'll just you know go out in my boxers or actually i don't wear boxers but you don't wear boxers my, are you the white are no, you a whitey tidy or whiter whiter tighter is that is no actually you know what i wear i wear i wear boxer briefs oh those are good yeah i like those. yeah those kind of uh mid thigh yeah. i like those i like uh so here's my i've never my told boys need a home jerry <laughs> i'm out there and i'm loving every minute of it <laughs> love it uh so I, I like to you wear... You know what this means, don't you? There's just a thin layer of gabardine separating us from him. It's <laughs> one of the best episodes <laughs> I ever did. Uh, I, liked, I like to wear like a... Um, <laughs> sorry, JC <laughs> Collin made me laugh. Boxer briefs make it feel like I'm wearing a diaper. I don't know about that, but... Uh, oh, geez. I'll wear like yeah. a um, pair... I always wear a pair of like basketball shorts, like super loose, mm. uh, whatever, basketball shorts. And like a T-shirt when I sleep because if I don't, uh, when the when the burgle guy comes, then I need I yeah. want to be ready, dude. I want to be yeah. I don't want to be a naked guy with a bat. I want to be right. a dressed man right. with a bat. Because whether and, he sees your your uh, horde World of Warcraft T-shirt or uh, your bare chest, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he will be equally amused. I think I think he'll just I think he'll be uh, alarmed at how prepared I am. Like I'll be up, I'll have the bat in my hand. I will be scaring the living shite out of that guy. Wow, I cannot sleep in a shirt. It's just too cumbersome, too uh, confining. Depends on the time of year. If, like it's if it's uh, summer, yeah, I get a little hot, uh, and it annoys me. But if I'm in the winter, ah, oh, cozy, cozy t-shirt. Mm. Okay. Mmm. All, right. All right, that's more than we've ever told anybody. I do have a robe as well, but yeah. I hardly ever wear it. Kim's like, you should wear that more. I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of dumb. I always say it's kind of dumb. I don't yeah. want to walk around the yeah. house feeling like the Playboy Mansion. It's stupid. <laughs> Tina got me a really cool samurai robe when we were in uh, Japan. Yeah, like it's like the traditional, you know, like a kimono, like a kimono uh, style no, robe. No, kimono is what women wear. It's like a a gi. Is that what it's called? Let's see. I used to have Japanese. a kimono. Are you telling me that I was wearing a kimono and it was never meant for me to wear? Is that what I don't. You're I thought me? I thought uh, kimonos were. Were uh, women only? I don't right? know. Now that you say it, I think you might be right. I'm going to look it up. Kimono. It's also a town. No, you know what? Uh, Japanese men's yukata kimono robe. I think. Uh, I think you, you. Yeah, yukata. But they're saying yukata and kimono are. Uh, oh yeah, interchangeable here's, on like. Here's dudes. I see some dudes wearing something that looks just like a kimono, except it's. You know, and it's not floral and stuff. It's like black or, you know, some yeah. sort of single tone color or whatever. All right. Well, I don't feel so bad. Yeah. Now. The one I have, the one I have is, uh, is just straight, uh, dark gray, uh, no patterns or anything on it. Well, my mom and cool. my mom and dad went to Japan when I was like 12 and they brought home kimonos for everybody. And so I had uh -huh. one. So you scared me for a minute and made me think I was 12 and wearing a girl's <laughs> thing. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Uh, Talizarel says, uh, Tally Zorel says, kimono is formal, yukata is not. So, but it's, they're both, uh, they're both unisex. Mm -hmm. Talia, like basically kimonos and yukatas. That's what I'm asking. Could be. And the, uh, the Koreans have their own thing. And we, my brother had one of these and it, it's a fancy, like, 
oh man, the king has come to visit. Let, let's have a banquet. Like it's crazy formal. I don't think the Koreans have anything that's like not formal. Is it called a yeet? <laughs> or is that just you going yeet? Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I'm not really uh, a, right. I'm not really a robe guy. I don't care about them that much. Uh, I feel funny wearing it. So when I do, it's a rarity. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't I'm not going to be smirching. I don't always like, wear a kimono, but when I do, <laughs> it's spectacular. Yeah. A handbok. That's it. The Korean robe is a oh, handbok. Yeah. So Talia says uh, unisex and typically women tie in the back and men in the front. Oh, oh, yeah. That's how you know who you're dealing with. You a little, <laughs> That's right, exactly. You, know, you got a very uh, androgynous looking Japanese guy, and you're like, wait a minute, where's his tie? Where's his robe tied? It's in where's, the front. Where do you tie your robe? He's a man. Oh wait, women in the front? Or no, men in the front, women in the back. Men, right, women in the in the back, men in the front. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I load my buses. Eight show titles just came yeah. from that uh, that entire discussion right there. Exactly. <laughs> well done, everybody. Uh, all right. So uh, I got a question. This is a. We have lawyers who listen to the show. I know that for a fact because sure. sure. they write in sometimes. I think Legal yeah. Geek listens to the show. Uh, I would be curious if he or anyone else listening could tell me the legality of what I'm about to describe. So I know sure. that you're not supposed to drive and text. Okay. Yes. You see somebody in their car. They're looking at their phone. They're supposed to be driving. That's bad. Uh, it's bad. Playing right? Pokemon. Yeah. Playing Wizards Unite. Yeah. Uh, is anyone playing that now? Is Wizards Unite being played? Is anyone playing I that? I think people are still playing it. I, I think uh, there are even still people in our in our listening audience who play it. Okay. So that's going okay then. I, I don't want it to fail. Going all right. I just feel like yeah. It, I mean, it's, you I just, know. I feel like it came and went and nobody cared all that much. But maybe they They're did. doing, they're like, uh, they figured out the Pokemon Go thing. Like, all right, we need to keep creating new content. We need to keep creating challenges and raids and things like that. Uh, right. Um, you know, special events. I guess is the word I'm looking for. So like any, like any live game, they'll keep updating it and doing stuff. Yeah, that makes exactly. sense. Exactly. Well, doing anyway, a job of that. so here's yeah. the here's the question. So I know that's illegal if you're driving, especially. I think it's state by state has varying laws, but most most states have have some sort of something on the on the uh, on the books that says you can't text and drive. Right. Here in uh, my area this morning as I was driving back from the train, which is why I was a tiny bit late for the show today, uh, I got behind a biker. Now, normally the bikers, they have a path, so I don't know why he's We're out saying, on the road. Okay, so cyclists. Cyclists, as like you. like you motorcycle. on a, Yeah, yes. like you uh -huh. on your bike, riding your bike. Sure. And, you know, sure. the, the whole gear and the helmet and the whatnot. Yes. And they're in front of me in the middle of the lane, and that's also fine. It's legal for them to do that. Uh you have to be careful and, you know, you, I, I back way off, make sure I'm kind of staying out of their way and stuff, giving them full right of way and everything. So they don't have a bike lane on this street that you're on. They, they kind of, they the, have a sidewalk, but it's, it's not really a bike lane. So I could see why they're out. In the, it's not okay. like that part didn't bother me. What bothered me is about, I don't know, two seconds after he pulled out in front of me, he's riding along and then he reaches into his side strap thing, pocket unit yeah. and yeah. pulls out that, his yeah. phone and then one-handed is texting while the other hand's on the wheel, texting to somebody back and forth. And that went on for a good, I don't know, three blocks? Really? That's got to be, that's not yeah. legal, right? You're not supposed to do that. No, you're not even supposed to wear uh, earbuds. Like the, the bone conduction things I have are okay because they allow you to hear traffic and hear, you know. Right. It's almost uh, like you're just hearing music in a room noise. kind of or whatever. 
Right, exactly. Um, no, you're not supposed to text while you cycle either. It's just as dangerous. I mean, you could, you know, you take your eyes off the road to text, you're going to run into a car or a pole or something like that. So, well, no, I think it's, I, I don't know if it's, if it's legal, legal or, mm. you know, illegal uh, uh, or if it's just frowned upon or <laughs> frowned upon seems like the wrong way to put it. But I mean, if it's just like discouraged, it, oh, you shouldn't do that. I think it's, it, it sh- might actually be. I think it should uh, be illegal. illegal. It should be. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. not. There fed- ought to be a law. It may not be federal, but it's probably local. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. But here's the deal. Uh, I got up to the point where I had to turn, and that meant that I got parallel with this biker. Yeah. And I rolled down my window thinking I was going to say something like, hey, you <laughs> shouldn't be doing that. You know, something. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say something. Right. And instead, yeah. I got there, rolled down the rolled down the window, and I got up next to him, went, <laughs> and he couldn't say anything. <laughs> I got flustered. I, I lost my nerve, and I just turned in and went oh, home. No. Yeah, that was annoying. Yeah, I, think, I mean, you could roll your window down and say, dude, you should probably be careful and not do that while you're riding. I couldn't you think of what be to texting say. while you're riding, dude. Yeah, I, I didn't know what to say. You're right. That is exactly yeah. what I should have said, but I just didn't say anything. And so I know. Now here they are, probably halfway up the up South Jordan, just riding along still, probably Hopefully. checking their texts. Hopefully they haven't gotten in an accident because of their uh, their their dealings. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I communication. Don't, I don't wish that on anyone, but still, no. Be careful out there, everybody. Be careful. Exactly. Be careful. All right, we're gonna let's be careful out there. We're gonna bling, do. Bling, uh, bling. <laughs> we're gonna do something fun today. Uh, hold on, yes. we haven't done this in a while. I'm this the sounder here, so I'm gonna do it real quick. Uh, how about this one? For wonderful flavor combined with sound food values. All right, that's a good one, uh, Jamie. Yeah. TMS Mashups on the show sent us packages. And in these packages was a nice letter, uh, beautifully printed with a like a border and everything. Look at this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's very cool. Um he, he says like, this. it's like we got a quest from you know in World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, very much so. So this is what he's done. Plus there's a little chart. He says, Scott and Brian. Recently my wife and I visited a local licorice store in Granville Island uh, here in Vancouver, British Columbia. They had literally 100 different varieties of licorice, including Scott's favorite, black. Ugh. Uh, I believe, or sorry, I've been wanting to get some for you to try on the show for a while now, so here's my offering. Uh, he says he's personally laid them out starting from lightest to the insane skull variant, which has <laughs> a uh, challenge of its own. You should try these one at a time and go down the list until you get to the end. The skulls are a special salted black licorice that come with their own special challenge. Um, it, you must have them in your mouth for 10 seconds before apparently you spit them out, as I'm sure Scott would do. Um, let's yeah. see. Apparently, once you get past the salty exterior, there is a nice hard candy center. Enjoy, my friends, TMS Masters. P.S. I wonder if Scott will ever find those chips I sent. <laughs> I don't know. It seems unlikely at this point. Yeah, at this point, probably not. All right. So, school chalk, duo drop, soft bites, brown beehives. Uh, triples out bricks and skulls. Yes. So now do we want to, um, so we have, we have uh Babel Royale tomorrow, but we have nothing Thursday, right? In, in the pre-show stuff. Uh, for as far what as do you I think know, we yeah. do? Yeah. We do three today and three, uh, Thursday. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. How do you know which, I know he's got pictures of the things, but I can't tell. Well, school chalk was pretty obvious. It looks like school chalk. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So there's two of those in here. I'll just eat one. Right. I'm not going to eat both. Two, yeah. No, no, no. I think, yeah. Are they, oh, this bag. Oh, 
<laughs> wow, this really does look and feel like school chalk. It doesn't. It's not like a white squishy licorice. It looks like a piece of chalk that you'd find on the board. And it and feels it's kind of funny. Chalky. You could actually, huh? It feels chalky too, doesn't it? Has a it does. Yeah, like you could put this on uh, at school on the board, walk up as a joke and just start eating it. Oh and, yeah. And, or know, as a joke, make the t- teacher pick it up and start to draw with it. That'd be funny. <laughs> right. All right. So we'll give this one a try. It says licorice with a hint of mint. All right. So this is not a, this is a mint, not a hint, but it is a hint of mint. Licorice right. with a hint of mint. There right, it goes. Oh, it's got a hard exterior there. Oh, it does. Yep. Oh, this is cool. It's like a, um, Ugh. it's like an Eichen Mike or what? No, not, um, yeah. I, uh, oh no, no, no. Those are called something else. I know what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are those called? Get them at movie theaters. Good and plenty. Good and plenties. Mm-hmm. They were neither good nor plenty, by the way. <clears throat> I don't know if I... Uh, you know what it is? It's black licorice flavor. That's the problem. Once upon a time, there was an engineer. Ugh. Choo-choo Charlie was his name, we hear. Oh, I don't like it. Uh, he drove his train and he made it fun because he gave good and plenty candies to everyone. To everyone. Everyone. Is that the rest of it? All right. Let's do no, the... Uh... Charlie says, love my good and plenty. Charlie says, really fills the bill. No, what is that? I don't know. There's a whole there's a whole good and plenty song with Choo Choo Charlie. Hold on. I'm finding this thing. I probably have it in my collection. I have all this kind of stuff. Hold on. Use good and plenty candies to make it run. Here we go. Here it is. I'm putting Choo-choo it in our Charlie. Our, uh, because he has a lot of chutzpah. No, 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 no. There it is. I know every inch of him. <laughs> Wait, did Here you go. Click that guy. Okay, did you put it in the thing? Where'd you put it? They put it in our disc. Oh, I, I guess I put it in the Discord of the uh, Marvel Strike Force thing that I'm playing. Uh, that I've been oh. playing. <laughs> Oops. They're all going to be like, what the hell is this? Exactly. All right. <laughs> all right I'm going to play a little bit here, folks. Enjoy. Once upon a time, there was an engineer. Choo Choo Charlie was his name, we hear. He had an engine and he sure had fun. He's good and plenty candy to make his train run. Charlie says, Yeah, this is a. Um, <laughs> I think I have that cap somewhere. I just don't know what I called it. Yeah, Charlie says. Charlie says. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. Charlie says. <laughs> All right, now duo drops. Yeah, what are these? I'm looking at the picture here. I can't tell. I mean, it looks like these white. Uh, sorry, these kind of uh, caramel colored ones. Yeah, mixed but, with um, something. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's the. It's the ones that look like um, Dr. Mario pills that have half of them are black, half of them are brown. Oh, you see that one? Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Mario. <laughs> look, everybody, it is. You'd rotate this. <laughs> bloop. Yeah. Bloop, bloop, Solve bloop, the puzzle. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> He's not a real doctor. Everyone, be careful if you if not Dr. A real, Mario. Not a real doctor. No. Nope. All right. So I don't know All what right, to here think here. Just eat the whole thing, right? I think so. Yeah. All right. Half wine gum, half licorice. Wine gum. Wine gum. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a gummy on one side, and it's a black licorice on the other. I think I like it. Yeah. I think I like that one. Mm-hmm. I like that better than school chalk. It's a good balance. Yeah. yeah. School chalk was gross. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Oh, and there's two of everything in here. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Right. Let Kim have these. She likes... Uh... Oh, I can tell which one's the bad ones. It's these salty looking... No, the bad one is in a separate bag. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Wait. So oh, that. yeah, look at that thing. And there's only one, and it looks nightmarish. It's a, it's a skull. <laughs> That'll be Thursday, right before Therapy Thursday. We're going to die. Or, do we have Wendy this week, or is she still out? Uh, She's back this week. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, this last one mm -hmm. is the Soft Bites. Okay. Great Chew slash Bonbons. All right, these are the gold-looking ones? Uh, no, it's the one that looks like a gray rock. Oh. Wait, that isn't... Oh, okay, okay. Yep, I, I'm looking at the wrong picture. Okay, so these look salty, but maybe they're not. Um, yeah, because the triple Zout bricks look like the salty ones. Oh, this is going to be bad. <sighs> Here we go. Well, these aren't salty. These are great chew bonbons. All right, I don't know what to think of it. Just like a sugar on the outside. Hmm. It's not as, um... It's not so bad. No, it's also not chewy. Almost it's... has a medicine flavor yeah. to it. Yeah, and even the consistency is kind of like that weird gum you'd get from your doctor to help settle mm -hmm. your gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is something old people eat in, like, old folks' homes, care, care homes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it no, reminds it's not me. My favorite. It reminds me of my grandma's house for some reason, not in the best way. No, I think the duo drops so far are my favorite. Yeah, duo drops win. Uh, the freaking Nard Nugget thing we just had—it's not great, but okay. School chalk depends on your taste for black, uh, dark chocolate. If you like that, mm -hmm. or I mean the uh, chocolate, black licorice, black licorice. rather. I mean, it, that was really just a good and plenty. Yeah, if you like black licorice, you're gonna probably. Yeah, that way it really was. It's like a fancy, thicker. Good and plenty that you yeah. could also trick somebody with with their chalk. <laughs> That's right. So I think so. I think Thursday, what we've done is we've had probably all the good ones, mm -hmm. and now we're gonna have all the bad ones Thursday. Yep. So we got brown beehives, triples out bricks, and skulls are our remainers. And That's these right. Are, these and are the awesome. skulls have a ten second challenge of keeping them in our mouths oh for ten my seconds. Gosh, I'm sure I can do it, but I may die after. Yeah. Do you think you'll, I don't even know. You, you're not going to gag. This isn't like a Brian gag thing, is it? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's from the sounds of it, it's just a very salty black licorice. And we've had those. Do you remember those volcano monkey things that we got? We got a bag of volcano monkey. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I remember licorice. those. Mm -hmm. Those were horrendous. Yeah, those were the worst I things. Still, I, I have a I feeling. Ate full one. Yeah. I still feel like this. That might. This is might be what that is. This is going to yeah, be some like be. traditional Swedish. We hate everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what's going right. to happen there. I need give me one of those disgusting uh, Harry Potter oh. barf beans to oh. get the flavor out of my mouth. Those are so bad. <laughs> I'll never eat one of those again. <laughs> I did that by accident. It was one of those bags where it was a mystery and you didn't know if you were going to get yeah. one or not. And I got yeah. one and I wanted to perish. I wanted to die. Oh. Here, wait. <laughs> there we go. There's Brian. That's what I'll do next week. That's me. I think that I can't remember what that was, but that was something I did not like. Yep. <laughs> That, that was not me. That wasn't you. I don't know what that was. All right. This says Hogan gagging. Hogan gagging. I don't know what that. I don't know what that was. I have no idea. Okay. Here's Bruce Lee gagging. All right. Here's uh, uh, Ro Ro what's the uh, who's the guy that had the shotgun and the and the Lisa Bonet. What was his name? Oh, uh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Here's him gagging. 
Okay, and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then here's Daryl gagging. All right, we love oh, that. That's the one geez. we hate the most. Yeah. All right, I'm done, Jeannie. Jeannie muted. Jeannie, you're good. It's done. There's no way she doesn't know. She doesn't know. <laughs> she has no idea. I could just do it any time during the show today, and she'd be cut off. Guard. <laughs> That's right. Just like completely random spot. Uh, for <laughs> listeners at home, Jeannie, uh, <laughs> our number one mod in our chat room uh, and good friend of the show, she does not. She yeah. cannot abide gag noises. So uh, we won't tease her anymore. But it's kind of fun sometimes. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, that was all well and good. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Jamie. We appreciate it. We'll continue a down fun that walk down Licorice Lane. Yep. <laughs> we'll continue down that dark road tomorrow. Your... Whoops. Play that normal. This is your radio newscaster with another exclusive, sensational summary of world and local events. <laughs> Let's do some news. Brought to you by. Today's show goes out to Jules. We wish her and her family the best as they deal with the loss of their grandmother. Oh, such a bummer. She's so nice. Oh. Jules is so yeah. nice. She's one of the nicest she people is. in our community, and. uh I guess this was a long time coming. They knew she was um, sort of on her last run, but uh, that's it. Still sucks. Yeah, Aww. that sucks. One day that'll be me, and Van will be hopefully in his fifties, sixties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. That's know. That's a morbid thought, Scott. I know it is, isn't it? That's where I go. That's where I like to go. Nice and morbid. <laughs> um, all right, let's get to the news here. Let's talk about Ohio. Uh, Ohio. Ohio man allegedly used a demand note with his full name and address to rob bank. Oh, smart guy. Yeah. Here's a tip for aspiring uh, bank robbers, says this article yeah. from Fox 10 Phoenix. Uh, don't let your real name on the slip of paper or put it on a slip of paper that you're using to demand other people's money. Michael Harrell, age 54, aren't they always, allegedly tried to order <laughs> or tried rather ordering a teller to hand over the cash from the U.S. bank location in Cleveland around 11 a.m., this was on Monday, according to the FBI. The FBI! Yeah. Uh, he's accused of passing a note to a teller, but the note was written on the back of a document from the Ohio Board of Motor Vehicles, complete <laughs> with the alleged crook's full name and his address. He used his... Wow, that's well done. Bring in a letter from home and use that for your uh, for your note. Yeah, right on the back uh, of your legal... Note. Your freaking legal note. That's right. Uh, oh, I'm going to need that back. Can I have that back, too, <laughs> when you give me the money? Here's another note asking for it. <laughs> That's right. Um, let's see. He's accused of passing Hi, I was yesterday, and I think I left something here. Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh, this guy! Uh, when the te- teller took the note, and looked at it, and looked on the other side, she saw the name. She had uh, used a note that he had used earlier at the uh, at the BMV. I think they mean DMV. The, no, the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Oh, Bureau of Motor Vehicles. How can they call it that? But we call it DMV. We department. call it the Division of Motor Vehicles. Is that a Department of department. Motor Vehicles? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. Because they like the Bureau. I suppose. The Bureau here in Cleveland. Ryan. Yes. The teller referred to Harold Harrell or Harrell by his name and gave him an unknown amount of money before calling nine one one. Investigators reportedly confirmed Harrell's identity on security cameras and issued a warrant for his arrest. No further <laughs> updates at this time. Oh, I guess we could just go right to his address. We don't even need to really look him up in the system. Nope. Uh, uh, looks suspiciously like uh, someone we know in Cleveland. Hmm. Len. Oh, really? Len Peralta. Hmm. Peralta. Does he look like Len Peralta? Oh, my god. A gosh. little bit. I'm just uh, saying. I'm not saying it was him, but I'm saying maybe it was him. Well, somebody please think of the 14 kids that yeah. the Peraltas have. <laughs> They Just really, they Just really do. They have seven, I think, or eight. Seven, yeah. Is it eight or seven? Seven. Eight? Seven. 
I think seven. I think two are out of the house now. I know at this point they have to send me two Christmas cards with yeah, photos. There's not enough room. Got to be two, right? Exactly. Right. You got to do a panoramic. They have to send the uh, eight, eight, like an 8.5 by eleven poster. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just do like this. Do a panoramic. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. He's got a big family, but they're all adorable yeah. and really nice. Apparently, so I guess he's doing well with them. Yes. Good job, Dad. Kaizoku says, and he's super sensitive about people making fun of them. Really? I hope not. I. I I don't think we're making. We're certainly not making fun of the children. We're really just laughing at the, at the uh, quantity. Oh yeah, no, dude. But Lens, we appreciate, but we do appreciate the quality of his children. Oh, of course. In addition to the quantity. Plus, Len is a great old friend. Like we're we're teasing yeah. in friendship. He he knows. We tease him about exactly. this all the time. He totally gets it. Exactly. He's, yes. he's that stuff rolls off his back. Plus, like I said, he's. I don't know if anyone's seen his son's paintings. Oh, oh. my gosh, dude. Yeah. He makes all of us look bad. He makes his dad, his dad, a great artist, looks terrible compared to his son. I look bad. Everyone I know looks bad. It's insane, yeah. his paintings. If you haven't seen them, it's Max, Maximilian Peralta. Mm -hmm. And he's at art school right his, now. Or and something. his drawing is turned up to the max. Oh, see, I see what you did there. Yeah. So you like that? You yeah, like that? I do. It's fan. He is freaking fantastic. Really I mean, good. it is something to see. He's going to go places. I'm telling you that right now. And uh, and if you've heard the phrase, what's the baby using? And I know there's a, there's a, uh, a Skyhawk song mm -hmm. that uh, Eric Van Skyhawk did, uh, what's the baby using? There's a video out there of people like Jonathan Colton and me getting asked what the baby's using, taken back at the, the Coverville 500. I might have so, it There here. you go. Let me see if I have it. What's the baby using? Yeah, I have it right here. It's... Uh... It's on Function and Function Remixed. Oh yeah. Uh, oh my gosh the the two hundred the version of so they have a song in here called Two Hundred or he does, and it mm -hmm. was for the two hundredth episode of of Extra Life of Extra Life Radio. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway, here it is. Uh, just a taste of where to go. What's the baby? I can't find it. It was right here on the album. And now it's not. Th oh, there it is. What's the baby using? The Neurofunk Remix. Skip ahead a little. It's, not, it's a weird mix. It doesn't actually do, do the words. The words are. I think at the very end, doesn't it do? What's the baby using? Twenty-five. 25. That's, the remix is weird. I can't find. Yeah, I can't find the. Uh, I can't find the video either. There's a YouTube video out there somewhere with. Um, well, here's the original album that we did. I did the album art for it. I forgot I did that. Mm -hmm. 2011. Holy hell! Uh, here it is. What's light the test baby? or what's it called? What's the name of that album? Uh, Function. Function. Oh, that's right. Here we go. This is the legit one. I don't know. Play that whole. What's what, what are we doing here? The baby using and then eventually goes twenty five. <laughs> there it 
There it is. 25. Anyway, yeah, that's, those are good albums. They're on uh, Spotify and um, uh, freaking Apple Music if you guys want to go get those. They're great. They're there you cool. go. Oh, here we go. And here's, and here's the uh, What's the Baby Using video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be in that. I'm in that. I think Jonathan yeah. Colton's in that. Jonathan Colton's in that, too. There you go. Put it in our Discord. Nice. Yeah, you guys need to see this. I put it in chat, too, so those guys can see it. There you go. Uh, my favorite thing Eric did was this, though, when his kid was little. I just want to play a little bit of it. I love this. If I can get it going. So the whole thing is just like samples of his kid making baby noises. It's awesome. It's really That's good. so cute. He's so really cute. talented bastard, that Eric Van Skyhawk. Yes. Anyway, uh, that was a fun little detour. Now let's get back to the news, everybody. <laughs> back to the news. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein. You know Jeffrey Epstein? In the You know him, Yes. Right? Oh, class act, that Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, sex trafficking, uh, uh-huh. a, a pedophile, a molester man, that, that whole deal. Yep. Uh, and billionaire, I should mention. <laughs> They're only, you know, is there any, the only thing scarier than a pedophile is a billionaire pedophile, in my opinion. Billi- right, because they, the, they have the means yeah. to, to do it. Well, here's his deal. Uh, he apparently hoped to seed the human race with his DNA. Hmm. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, I guess that was his goal. The wealthy financier is also accused of sex trafficking at an unusual dream. He hoped to seed the human race with his DNA by impregnating women at his vast New Mexico ranch. Um, over the years, confided to scientists and others about his scheme, according to four people familiar with the thinking or his thinking. Although there's no evidence that it came to any sort of fruition, which is probably good for all of us. Uh, his vision reflected the long-standing fascination with what has become known as transhumanism. The science of improving the human population through technologies like genetic engineering and artificial intelligence. Critics have likened transhumanism to modern-day version of eugenics, which is a gnarly bit of history. If you don't know much about it, just, you know, the Mengele Google experience. Eugen- and, eugenics, yeah. Yeah, yeah, The stuff Mengele was doing in the war is pretty bad. Right. Uh, this was a discredited, <laughs> discredited field of improving the human race through controlled breeding. I was just listening to something yesterday about how they the kind of test they did on twins in there. Man, Mangala was weak. he was bad, dude. Oh. He was so bad. I mean, I know he was so, like. Uh, yes, go ahead. Oh, I mean, just just back to Epstein here. I mean, the uh, uh, this isn't some like offhand thing. Like you know, he's at a party having drinks with somebody. He's like, yeah, my plan is to you know uh, is to spawn uh, millions and millions of uh, children with uh, women all around the world to. To see the human race with me, You're right? Like, yeah, like I want to be like Attila the Hun. Was it Attila the Hun? No, who was it? it Attila was, the uh, Hun? Uh, no, um, not Attila the Hun. Uh, Genghis Khan. Genghis, Genghis Khan. Khan is supposed to be like everybody's answer. <laughs> like one third of our answer, uh, uh, one third of the population of the world is is uh, Genghis Khan as an ancestor. Yeah, isn't that? Is that? Tr- I mean, hmm. I don't know if that's really true. That's probably a really good Snopes. I hope uh, it didn't work. Up. I hope it didn't work out for him. You know what I mean? Like I hope. I hope. <laughs> I hope it's just a rumor that we all got a little bit of con in us. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of con. <laughs> a little bit of con. Con. Um, oh, yeah. TVZ Gun says it is. It's like six percent or so. It's not really. 
Oh, well, still, third. that's a lot. Still a pretty significant percentage. Yeah, multi-billions of people have lived on this planet. You're telling me I get 6% of him? Yeah. I don't like that. No. He was not a nice man. Uh, but also, Jeffrey Epstein's a complete D-bag. And if, if I, here's the science experiment I'd like them to do with him. You ready for this? Here's yeah. what they should do with Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. They should uh, freeze his wiener. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, hit it with a ball peen hammer, <laughs> especially the peen, the peen part, and then the just shatter part. it, just shatter it like glass, and you're done. Sure, I that's like it. that. I yeah. think it's a great idea. And then put him in prison because he belongs there as well. Uh, do all the you know, do all the things you got to do. Do not wonder, like that man. I'm curious about uh, how many uh, slices uh, with a really thin like salami slicer. Mm-hmm. How many slices can you take off of a person before they die? Well, it's really a blood loss and a shock thing, right? So, right, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> if you drugged him up, if you drugged One, him up, two, three, <laughs> three slices start to the, an Epstein. Start with the butt. Yeah, yeah, start with the butt, and uh, no, do like the do like the the, uh, the uh, you know the one where they they take a cadaver to study. Oh yeah, and right, they and they the like slices, slices. So they can do that whole yeah. Right, I've seen that video of like all the slices one after one right after another, where you're like basically. You're going really through the body, traveling oh, yeah. and the spine's always there in your face and everything. It's really weird. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway. Whatever. That this, guy is a, this really got morbid. <laughs> kind of, but just that guy should just rot in jail, and then yeah. his, his wiener shouldn't work anymore is all I'm saying. However you do that, whatever you got to do there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Amazon in trouble. Well, mm-hmm. not in trouble, but something weird happened here. Amazon, uh, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon was uh, allegedly scammed out of three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars by a twenty-two-year-old kid's return shipments of dirt. <laughs> he was, <laughs> was that, that kid's name was Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you get a package, you'd, yeah, I do this. Yeah, do this. Figure it out. <laughs> Uh, He'd weigh in his hands and see. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, 22-year-old has been arrested, so I guess the scam is over, for allegedly trying to scam the largest internet retailer uh, out of money, which totaled about $370,000, uh, by sending return packages filled with nothing but dirt. James Gilbert Quartang <laughs> of Palma wow. de Mallorca, Spain. I'm getting none of these Palma names. de Mallorca. Thank That's you. Mallorca. Yeah, that's yeah, what you say. It's when uh, when you're at SeaWorld and the big whale dies, you go, Mallorca! Mallorca! What has happened to <laughs> Mallorca? <the> way. <laughs> uh, anyway, he t- okay, so he's, he, uh, let's see, allegedly swindled Amazon opens a new window by filling up, what? Is that a no, thing? No, 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 no. No, I think opens a new window is text from the page that you copied it from. Yeah, but it's right in the... It's right in the in the swindled Amazon by filling. So like, take the word take opens a new window out and says swindled Amazon by filling up the ordered items box. Yeah, how is that in that paragraph though? That's really weird. Anyway, by filling up the ordered item boxes with dirt and registering <laughs> with the exact weight of the product. So he really was Indiana Jonesing it, except yeah. actually measuring it. Uh, he would then re sorry receive a refund from Amazon and sell the original item. According to El Español, opens a new window. <laughs> See, oh, it's it's links. Okay, so it's <coughs> it's the uh, they're using uh, uh, alt text in the links. El Espanol opens a new window. Normally they don't copy, but this website must. And El Diario de Mallorca with his arms wide open. His arms open when the walls fell. 
Uh, the return packages would end up sitting around Amazon's warehouses where they aren't checked very often. Because that's what would happen, right? Your returns would come in, wow. you just put them to the side, yeah. filter through them later. And then if you have enough returns and you only every 10 or so had dirt in it, I mean, you're not yeah. even going to be... No, you would basically need to do this all at once. Like you couldn't, you couldn't like do it, you know, over the course of several weeks. You'd have to like say, all right, buy this, this expensive laptop, buy this, you know, expensive that, this super pricey thing here, and then get it. But mm -hmm. then do like all the returns on the, on the same day. Mm -hmm. um, I did my first return. When was it? It was uh, Friday. Did your first uh, ever? No, no, no. My first return from Amazon with Kohl's. Oh, so Kohl's oh. now, you can just walk into Kohl's and return something that you got on Amazon. What? But, you, have but, to start the, you have to start the return on Amazon.com. Right. But, but it's a Kohl's a item, thing. right? It's a Kohl's product? No, 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 no. It, this, was a, um, this was a little desk, uh, a key charger for my desk, coincidentally. <laughs> okay. I now have a really cool travel one. I have a cool one for my desk. Um that uh, went on sale about three hours after I placed my order on Amazon, and I tried to go and cancel it, and wasn't it wouldn't allow it. So I ordered the second one. First one arrived on Friday. I took it out of the package, drove up to like started the return on Amazon. Had the little email from Amazon on my phone, which has like a QR code. Mm -hmm. You walk up to customer service, they scan the code, you hand them the item. She didn't even open the box. I could have filled that with dirt, honestly. Yeah, you could have. It's like this and, kid. Uh, yeah, exactly. But Deus Del DeMarco, wherever he's from. Yeah, I'm yeah. reading right here. It says, okay, now accepting Amazon returns at Kohl's. We'll pack up and ship it for free. Start it at Amazon. Meet us at the store. Yeah, uh, you just drive it to Amazon or drive it to Kohl's, and you don't have to box it. You don't have to print a label. You just give them the item. You don't even have to give them the the um, the Amazon box or bag that it came no in. No way. Yeah. Why is this? Who They got a deal going with them? They don't own them. They think. must. And they gave me a uh, 20%, no, it was $10 with a purchase of $20. I can't remember. They gave me some coupon for doing that, for really? returning an item using Kohl's. And I turned around and went and bought a, bought a pair of swim trunks for my trip. Nice. New pair of swim trunks. What kind? You get the bikini, bikini, uh, tidy, tidy, little no, tidy? I'm no, I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah, like a little like uh, grape smugglers. No, I'm not taking, I'm not wearing those. <laughs> I, uh, I got, uh, Great I guess I guess plum smugglers. Let's let's uh, be honest. Um, no, it's uh, I got a pair of board shorts, really cool ones with uh, like uh, Hawaiian prints on them. Nice, oh, a Hawaiian prince. A Hawaiian prince. <laughs> on oh, I'm Prince Kamehameha. Yeah, that's and awesome. Brands pants. So you, uh, I didn't know this was a thing. This makes me happy because I do returns all the time, and I would much rather yeah. do this than go to. UPS, print the stupid label, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's such a pain in the butt. Yeah. You know? So just the QR no, is, code that you get with the with the Amazon thing, that's right. it. You just basically start the thing, start the process on Amazon. You get an email, QR code in the email. You drive up to the Kohl's, and our Kohl's is so close. If I, um, I, can, I can launch a drone from my house and hit a Kohl's in about a minute. <laughs> it's that close. It's like... I can see I can see calls from my house. It's Americans uh, air superiority are hard at work there. That's right. Exactly. Uh, my uh, my wife like my wife needs an excuse to go to a Kohl's. This is just going to be. Yeah, I know. This is I know. bad. While I was returning it, Tina was buying uh, clothes for the trip. That's that's like, why they're doing this. That's why they're doing this. They're getting foot they totally traffic. are. Yeah. yeah, because they know they'll get you in the store to buy more stuff. Of course. Amazon said, I'll bet this is what happened. Kohl's went to them. 
and said, hi, we're a huge retailer and you guys are huge on the internet. What if we took care of this one little painful thing that you guys always have to deal with? Right. And it right. would drive people to our store. Of course, Amazon said yes to this. It's a win-win. I guess win-win-win. Amazon, Kohl's, and really even the co consumer wins because it's an easier way to return something. Yeah. It says here, available at all Kohl's stores uh, locations, excluding Anchorage, Alaska. Sorry. Sorry, Anchorage. Sorry, Quack, Anchorage. Quack. Even have a Kohl's? Do you even lift? <laughs> do, you even, do you even Kohl's, bro? Yeah, do you even Kohl's, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, all right. And then final news here. This is good news, I guess, for this French inventor guy because he, he had a couple of failed attempts. A French, in, yeah. French inventor has finally crossed the English Channel on a hoverboard. Mm. Uh, oh. Oh. After a failed attempt at the end of July, French inventor Frankie Zapata. Yeah. Six. Why does that look so close to Frank Zappa? Like, uh, it's yeah. almost like if, if you were Frank Zappa and you faked your death, wouldn't you go by the name Frankie Zapata? Yeah. Does he have a huge, <laughs> gnarly gray beard? And, you know, like maybe it is him. We don't know. Uh, Frank Zappa didn't have a beard, Scott. He had a mustache and a, and a soul patch. You're but, right. Uh, he no did. beard. Lots of curly hair, right? Lots of curly hair. Yep. Yeah. What, what's, uh, what's Dweezil doing these days? Dweezil Zappa. Uh, who knows? Or, or moon, moon Unit. Moon Unit. Are they just, uh, Sitting around going, I uh, what was her song? Uh, the Valley Valley Girl, Girl song? was her big song. Yeah, yeah that was bad. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was, it was bad. great. It was bad. It was so, oh my god, Scott, it was so gnarly. Oh, it sucks so bad. That's not Frank Zappa's uh, legacy to, to go and say. <laughs> sure, it is because he did the song with voice. her. Like he, the song is really his with her vocals. He wrote that. Yes, well, he wrote it and, and arranged it. All, all all she did was you know talk. For uh, three minutes, the right. microphone. Well, I don't have. Went down the gallery. <laughs> that sucks. I hate it because it was just making fun of a trend and like vocal crap at the time. Is this dumb? Well, what does the fox say, Scott? I, like you that's know, also dumb. Also dumb. They, they, but it's it's a moment in history. It's uh you know it's it's yeah. hide your kids, hide your wife. It's something that that we loved at the time, and we've moved well, we've moved past it, and now it just kind of acts as a little a little milestone. But who loved when your it? Kids, if your kids ask you, like, what were uh, what were Valley Girls like? Or maybe Van grows up and, and uh, hears something about a Valley Girl. He says, Grandpa Scott, what what did Valley Girls sound like? You can say, well, I have a song that I can play for you, Come Van. over here. Is her name was Moon Unit. <laughs> and her dad was famous for music, but she was shitty then and now. See? Perfect. I think mean, this is great. All yeah. right. I don't know. I always hated. We had that. a great. We did a great episode of uh, Soundography on Frank Zappa. I'd never listened to more than just like you know a handful of songs, except for the entire album of Shoot uh, Apostrophe mm. Apostrophe, which I think is his uh, one of his best. Which mm. has got the you know uh, the Eskimo Nanook rubs it and uh, Don't Eat the Yellow Snow and uh, um, Saint Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast and uh, oh, such cool. a great such a great album. Uh, by the I mean, way, just quick note about Dweezil Zappa. He's uh, doing yeah. great. Got a nice, uh, nice touring career and catch him nightly in Branson, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> well, not quite. Let's see. He's our age, roughly. He's about to hit the old five zero. Is he really? Yeah. He's younger than us. Yeah, by huh. well, September, so like a month younger oh, wow. than you. Okay. Yeah, September fifth. So it's coming right up. Anyway. Valley Girl means something else in the Salt Lake City area. No, we knew what it was. We knew it was an L.A. thing. We just hated it. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I hated it. I don't want to speak for anybody else. I thought it sucked. What uh, What does, I mean, does it mean something different are you saying? Or are you saying that it I'm saying it doesn't mean anything. Okay. Like to say, the because the, when, whenever yeah. you say. Because you live in the valley. We live in the valley. Like yeah. The valley. Same thing. But we didn't have valley girls, like a different kind. When we heard the song, we were like, oh, that's an L.A. girl thing. And they all say that and gag me with a spoon. Oh, my gosh. Dude, that's gag me with a spoon. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. That's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a break. Well, oh, I forgot to tell you. This guy, he, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, hoverboarded yeah. across the thing, across the English Channel. And on what is, uh, He made it. It's a flyboard air, uh, which is a jet-powered hoverboard. Now, this thing's so legit. So this really is a hoverboard, not like those stupid two-wheel things that catch on fire. <laughs> no, th- and this is one that would take you across huge bodies of water, which is what he's done. Gotcha. He's gone over the English right. Channel. If you look at that picture there, here, chat, you guys can see it. I'm going to look uh, at that picture. He's got his name on it. Zapata, oh, right on front look at that, which is uh, appropriate because it's on his feet like shoes. Right. And it really is. Zapata is Spanish for shoes. Is it really? I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, so here he is. I'm looking at some video here. Oh, look at that. That's awesome. God, he really is the real-life Green Goblin. Yeah. <laughs> it is Green Goblin-y, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and that's him going clear across the channel or leaving. Wow, you know, that would have ended World War II to see that guy come over there while they were all fighting there in the channel. Just have that guy fly over there in his hoverboard. That would have, that no would have, kidding. That is really... God, why... Yeah, we we need, uh, we need to get him an actual Green Goblin costume, get him some... Pumpkin bombs and yeah, I'll get you, Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> oh yeah, look at him. That is cool. Isn't that is that? really cool. Isn't that cool? That that makes me yeah. think that the French are awesome. That's what that makes me think. When are these going to be commercially? It seems like uh, having these be commercially available probably is a bad idea, but I still want one. Matuba says it's fake. How do you know it's fake, Matuba? That looked like real video to me, and it's on The Verge. Not like The Verge puts. Uh, parody up. <laughs> it doesn't matter what anyone does in this world. Someone's going to say, no, fake, fake, <laughs> photoshopped. Helicopters had wires, he says. Yeah, there it is. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> the French are always inventing haphazard and impractical ways of flying. <laughs> <laughs> Matuba uh, says it's a Chris Angel trick. All right, whatever, buddy. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, making things with Bill. We haven't had Bill on in a while. We actually didn't have jury last week, so we missed uh, a Tuesday episode. But yeah, coming we back got a today. lot of anger to catch up on. <laughs> well, I think today will be more like we've had some additional. Right, we have some. We've had debates, some new debates. New debates. Who's discuss. who's on top now? Uh, in the midst of these shootings, who's like getting all the headlines? And right now, it feels like Beto is. Really? Yeah, because okay. he's oh, like, I can't wait to talk about this. Because he's getting I all fired up. He's getting all fired up and swearing. Uh, oh no! Uh, yeah, swearing, and swearing, Beto. People like it. They're like, ah, that's the kind of anger we need. And like, okay, it's well, the blue Beto. The blue Beto. Uh, all right, we're gonna be doing all that in a minute, but we need a song first. So, what do you got for us? Well, the Australians are out there, but they're too busy identifying knives and uh, putting beets on things, beetroots on things to uh, invent a hoverboard. However, they are providing some great music. Uh, Jason Winston is one of those people. He's releasing his second single, um, and he's been inspired by folks like Frank Ocean, SZA, Troy Sivan, Drake, and James Blake, combining music that, um, that uh, or I'm sorry, making music that combines dance, pop, contemporary R&B. Um, and, and this is ahead of his brand new album. I'm sorry, his brand new album, 
When is it coming out? I don't know, but this is his second single, which just came out last Friday. It's called Yara, Y-A-R-R-A, and uh, this is Jason Winston. Enjoy, everybody. We'll be right back. It's making us mad, love Won't let it in too much Just enough So that we can make that bad, love We make it so mad, love We're making it too much Just enough To feel your love Feel your love To feel your love Feel your love I feel your love Don't feel my love Yeah, I feel your love Can we go there again? Can we go there again? Can we go there again?
Hey guys, I'm here to talk to you about the Grounds Guys. They're looking for new owners to join their growing company, part of a neighborly company. Could be the perfect opportunity for you if you're driven, if you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur, you love to be outdoors, you've thought about running your own landscape business, or think maybe landscape franchises be a natural calling for you. All you have to do is text G-G-B-I-Z-O-P-P to the number 87000 to learn more. Choosing to start your own business with the Grounds Guys means setting uh, yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the best in the business and the best at the business. With the Grounds Guys, you'll be your own boss, pick your own territory, set your own hours, and live a better quality life running a business that you can be proud of. You have access to the best resources to help you scale your landscape business to meet your personal and professional goals, and you will go home every day with the satisfaction of helping your customers enhance and maintain the beauty of their outdoor spaces. As the Ground Guys owner, you'll also be a part of the greater Neighborly community of home service brands. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownership. No one knows the home service industry better than Neighborly. Every year, nearly 1 million customers are proudly served by one of Neighborly's 22 award-winning brands, some of which include Mosquito Joe, Molly Maid, Glass Doctor, and Mr. Rooter. Uh, running your own business can be a whole lot of fun. I love it. Uh, I've been doing that now for, what, officially for 12, 13 years. And uh, I want you to feel like I do. There's an amazing feeling that comes from owning your own business. So whether you've been thinking about starting your own business or already kind of running your own uh, landscape company and making it bigger and better, text G-G-B-I-Z-O-P-P to 8700. Uh, I'm sorry, 87,000. That's the number, 87000. Again, that's texting G-G-B-I-Z-O-P-P to the number 87000. And you'll learn more about how Grounds Guys franchises can help you get where you want to get faster than going it alone. One more time, that's G-G-B-I-Z-O-P-P to 87000 to learn more about the neighborly brand that may be available in your area. We thank them for sponsoring today's show. Sound to me, you've been reading a lot of newspapers printed in Washington, D.C. Delicious. The Morning Stream. It's what's in the yogurt. Man, there is the youngest baby-faced uh, Tom Merritt in this What's the Baby Using video. Oh, yeah. He's he's gonna... he's just got a cute little round little uh, little mugging. <laughs> really does. Yeah. Gonna put a link here in, uh, in, our, yeah. in our Discord. 08 Merritt is different than... 2019 merit it really sure. is yeah there's a All there's right. a young there's a young uh, tom merit for you let's take a look here oh files uploading it says Hold oh on. still uploading oh, that's right. fine jeez how long does it take to oh because i've turned off uh turned off unpaused. the sinking yeah and i'm not going to start now because it's going to sink all the 
freelance I did yesterday. You should just drag the screenshot. I'll just drag in there. it in. That's yeah, what I'll yeah. do. I'm gonna do that, that's Scott. I'm gonna do that. Make Discord do the heavy lifting. Exactly. <laughs> lift this Discord. Lift this, you jerks. You can. You if you dweebs. can. You dweebs. You boobs. Boob. <laughs> Here you go. All right. There's a look at that young Tom Merritt right oh there. Oh my gosh! Is, is he? A, how is that even Tom? <laughs> oh man. He's so cute. He's such a cutie. Just want to kiss him on the forehead. Yeah, that's uh, where I met him for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I guess I would have too. Yeah. Yeah, first time. I think for a lot of us, it may have been the first time we met Tom. I don't know. I was with Veronica in some bar, and she says, "Oh, you should meet Tom Merritt." And I said, "Oh, there he is," and I shook his hand, and that was the beginning of a long relationship that still persists to this day. Holy cow, Patrick Beja is in this too. Yeah, he's a baby face as well. Yeah. Yeah, he rode my van. <laughs> did he really? He did. Yeah, we had a Honda van at the time. We drove over because <laughs> I remember you. You got sick and you couldn't oh, I make was the. So uh... sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh my oh. gosh, I have not been that sick in so. Long. In fact, I've yet to be that sick again. I was so sick in 08 It was so bad that weekend. But yeah, I had for a brief while. I had Patrick in my van. Yeah. I had um, who else was in the van? Somebody else with Patrick and I were in the van. <laughs> I can't remember. Who. He was tra- he was traveling with somebody. Oh, uh, not Sebastian. No. Sebastian was still there. Uh, oh, Sebastian was there too, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was here at the thing. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Or, or in Vegas. For the, for I the think thing. he was only. He like... bought me a fanny pack, so I told him, "Hey, I need something," uh, you know, because he wanted to kind of help out with the Coverville Five Hundred. Mm-hmm. And he was great. He was a super huge help, and I brought a lot of my friends. Crazy Neighbor was there. Mm-hmm. They were doing tickets. Crazy Neighbor and his wife and. And uh, my buddy Chris Brown worked the merch booth and was selling Coverville T-shirts and and all that. Yeah. And Sebastian's like, "Hey, Brian, what can I do? Uh, let me help." <laughs> and uh, I said, "You know, actually, I need something because we're going to be selling some tickets at the door. I need something to be able to put the money in. I don't want to just shove it in pockets and mm-hmm. have it be on wheel says, I'm on it." And he disappeared. <laughs> and he came back, uh, uh, sweaty because it was hot in Vegas. Yeah. He came back with uh, a fanny pack, a silver, bright silver fanny pack with the words Las Vegas written all over it in equally shiny writing. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> he just ran up, to the, ran up to the nearest CSV or whatever, or exactly. CVS. Probably not even that. He probably just got out to the Bally's uh, logo store. He yeah. probably didn't even leave the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> leave the uh the, the hotel that's awesome. got it at the the logo store and just bought it yes jk grammar vine star chris brown that's who he means. that's right that's exactly who i'm talking about he's he's also in that what's the baby using video at the very end yep you get to see the actual chris brown not the one that punched uh, rihanna in the face that's correct and uh which was not cool he'll be there in vegas this weekend with me oh that's good so yeah celebrate with your old pal chris brown my old pal chris brown uh all right we're gonna get bill in it win it Bill. and uh i thought i oh here we go hey everybody make way for willie make way for willie indeed it's bill duran all the way from punishprops.com what's up buddy what's going on good morning friends <clears throat> i feel like i haven't oh. talked to you in a long time but it's only been a week well i guess it's been two weeks since we talked to you right yes actually yes last week was good i my flight back from new york was delayed a day mm. so i would have missed tms anyway oh it's a bummer oh. what were you in new york for what's the what's the, is there events or something what's going on uh harbor fest oh kind of a big right, deal right. if you're from oswego new york <laughs> which yeah. i am yeah. i was visiting family and sailing sailboats uh racing sailboats that is and Whoa. uh 
Yeah. Wow. It was a good time. Oh, I saw the I saw the photos of you online and uh, oh, yeah. yeah, super cool. Did you do so? So wait, did you did you race like you're out there racing? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's awesome. Doran cool. family tradition racing say hello to out on Ontario Lake Lake Ontario. Well, wow. whatever you they and, call it. Yeah. You and uh, my dad both. Awesome. Or your family and my dad. My dad's a big uh, sailboat racer. That's awesome. Do you know what type of boat he sails? He does. He used to sail a star, a mm-hmm. star class. And Those are cool. uh, now he has a cruiser, and I can't remember the exact model, but it's a, a four or sixteen foot um, cruiser where you can go inside and sleep inside. Ooh, might be cool. more than might be more than sixteen. Sixteen's feet. a little small. Yeah, that's a little small. <laughs> yeah, it's probably. I guess the star was even longer than sixteen feet. I mean, some people say that sixteen feet is more than enough. Fine. <laughs> it's really more what you do with those sixteen right, feet that right. uh, makes a difference. Right. It's the, it's the girth. It's the girth. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Uh, so hold on a second. With there, if you ever have a day where there's zero wind, what do people do when there's a race all set up and you're like, oh, well, there's no wind today? I guess we can't have a race. You, uh, Goodbye, everybody. You, you sit still a lot, and that happened on. Last Saturday, mm. we had a very we did not have very much wind, so we okay. did a lot of sitting. Interesting and not moving. <laughs> yeah, but when so when you just have to wait for a gust and then you're good go you're good to go. Yeah, and if if conditions get bad enough, they'll cancel the race. But. All right, mm. that sounds like fun time. Uh, well, it's good to have you here and good to have you back. I know you've been busy at work doing cool stuff in the making world because that's what you do here on Tuesdays. We come on here and talk about it. Tell us what you got going on right now. Well, last week finished a big old project put up a video for it uh we spent about a month working on this it's the fat man mini nuke launcher from fallout and i made it so that it launches mini nukes (laughs) whatever else you put in it so this is i've seen a photo of you making a really good face oh yeah there it is oh yeah oh yeah that is my favorite face you've ever made nice work on that alone (laughs) uh all right well tell us about it what were the challenges and does that other does the actual missile you made some months prior does that actually fire from that thing oh it sure does scott Mm. let me tell you about it uh i built the whole thing around the mechanism for shooting stuff and i made it out of the 2020 extruded aluminum rails that people use to make 3d printers okay um they have channels carved in each side of them so attaching things to it makes it really easy um I used, I was able to use a pair of those rails to make sort of a runway for my mini nuke uh, launching mechanism or anything, anything else I want to put in it. Uh, and I built a little little sled that goes on those rails and my mini nuke rests on that sled and it shoves it down range. Wow. Uh, the whole thing is powered by a pair of surgical latex tubing. So it's very much like you would make uh, a slingshot. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, that stuff is great for those those slingshots that could like go over a building. You know, it's a water. Balloon. Yeah, it's a little scary. It's mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of a lot of oomph. <laughs> yeah. Um. It will. It, and it works really well. I made a little like uh, trigger mechanism and everything for it. And it doesn't shoot it super far, but it it does it in a very satisfying arc. Well, the uh, game the only my memory of that gun in the game is that it doesn't there's not a lot of distance on it. it is you, yeah. you sort of have the same problem and you you kind of have to lob it. In, yeah, in exactly. The game. Yeah. So that sounds but about it, right. The the fins and everything out, I actually made it so that it sails in a nice a nice arc. It doesn't topple mm-hmm. or tumble. Um, the only thing I would have liked is if it whistled. <laughs> oh, yeah. But <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to do that. 
Uh, I might try and do that in the future. Add like a little whistle inside the the nuke so that when it <laughs> flies, it does a, a. Yeah, there's those uh, Nerf those Nerf footballs like have a thing. Yeah, some of them have a thing that can do that, where it, just the air traveling through the the center of it can cause mm-hmm. that or whatever. Yeah. So that may be an upgrade in the future. Um, <laughs> other than the the aluminum rails I used, uh, I also used a lot of EVA foam as I am wont to do. Mm. Uh, there's some 3D printed parts in there and some styrene plastic for parts that need to be a little bit more structurally sound. Uh, the EVA foam is great for making everything look correct, but if it has to hold up its own weight, sometimes uh, you gotta use something a little more sturdy. So I use plastic for How do, how for do you know, this, this is maybe a question that applies to almost everything you do, but how do you know in this process things like Distance of the tubing. I mean, how to hold it in. Hey, I know. Twi- uh, pull ties. Okay, cool. Is that the right length? Like, how do you know all that? Like, but, and so that when you <laughs> so fire what? it, it doesn't just go flying in your face or explode or whatever. Yeah. So a lot of trial and error went into putting this thing together, but I've also watched a lot of the Slingshot channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy, that guy uh, has done these things so many times. He knows exactly how to make it work correctly. So I just took a lot of pages out of his book wow all right i do it's true that we stand on the shoulders of giants yeah but i mean if you if, give me an idea of how much trial and error happens here i think that's valuable to people to know because in the video obviously you're going to edit for for yeah. clarity and whatever but like how many how long did it take you to actually figure out that that's the right amount of tubing that's enough tension blah 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 yeah so what's cool about these rails that i, I used is i i was able to build it in a way that i could adjust a lot of that stuff on the fly so the surgical tubing attaches to the sled on one end and on the other end it attaches to part of my uh, launcher so that when you pull it it stretches the opposite end i can move that anywhere along the rail increasing or decreasing the tension i just loosen it slide it back along the rail and tighten it again and the surgical tubing has more tension on it and i was able to tinker with that until i got just enough power without it sending the uh the ordinance end over end that was my goal so i could still amp up the damage if i wanted to if i wanted to fling it further um except that it would uh it would cause an unsatisfactory flight path right so so yeah basically i designed it in a way that i could mess with the settings on the fly to get it just right would you uh, would there be anybody who would stop you at a con for taking this in is this one of those yes. guns? They would, okay. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> without yeah. a question. Okay. No, well. but I could, I could uh, take that sled and the rubber band off, and then it's a perfectly yeah. inert prop. Yeah, then it's a, then won't fire anything. But the fact that it will actually launch a projectile, no matter how slow or unwieldy, that that's a no no, I guess, right at the door. Yeah, and and I always recommend whenever anyone's bringing something they think might be slightly questionable. Whatever convention you're going to, just go read all the rules. And if they don't have rules, it's worth reaching out to them and asking. Also, if they don't have rules, that's well, I guess it depends on how big they are. You know, if they're small, some kind of small con may not have rules yet, I guess. Way that yeah, stuff works. usually by the second year, they have a lot of rules. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at you using foam. They do the foam. first year and they're like, oh, we should have a rule for that. There's all this, uh, so I assume, I haven't skipped ahead to look, but. The finish work here sounds like a lot of the techniques you've talked about on the show before to create rust and age and all that. So on this one, I used real rust, which was super, super fun. And it totally looks the part. 
so I um, used some oxidizers and some metal paints to uh, get the real rust on there. And that was probably the most fun part because science does all the work. Yeah. Are you going to sell this one or keep it? I'm keeping this. Yeah. That one looks like yeah. a keeper to me. I'd put that on a wall. I can't tell you the last time I actually sold a prop. You could I keep them all. You would make so much money on this one. There are Fallout fans out there that would give you five grand for this or more. Mm. I think so, man. I'll bet you. Well, I don't not believe you. I also think I'd rather have the prop. <laughs> yeah. See, I know, that's good. That's good to know. I spent a month on that thing. No, I mean, for, for real, like, it's one thing to do a commission, but it's another thing to do a thing where you just put your heart and blood into it, and then yeah. you don't want to just not have yeah, yeah, you worked hard on it. You should keep it. I know. Yeah. I don't have a Jim Rayner gun, John or Scott. I don't know why I called you John. <laughs> I do. Uh, Who do you think this is? I have one, Larry. I have one. I right know. Over here. I know you do. And it's one of my favorite uh, things I, don't have I ever one. got. You do. You see my problem? Yeah. I love that thing. I will cherish it always. I also have the um. What do I have? The uh the the the, the Mass Effect one. I have the Mass Effect pistol as well. Okay. I have one of those. Yeah. So I'm good there. Love that gun. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, this is great. Uh, as usual, uh, you can find this build and all the other cool stuff uh, Bill has going on over at PunishProps.com and his YouTube channel. You always like to leave us with a little something extra. What do you got this week? I sure do. I'm dropping a link in the old chat there to my buddy David Picciuto. His channel is called Make Something. He did a fun video on kerf bending wood. Kerf. 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 <laughs> You use a table saw to cut a bunch of slots in the back of a piece of wood, and then you can bend it around corners. It's a That's really neat cool. technique. Oh, yeah. look at yeah. that. That's you can do cool. this with, uh, I've seen some 3D prints where you can do this too, and it's just kind of, it's surprising. Like, all right, here's a piece of plastic, but I'm totally bending it. Just got to yeah. get it super thin and kerf the crap out of it. How does that kerf work? Kerf the crap out That's of it. crazy that that even works. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, because the part... What's the stuff bending on the outside? Is that not I mean, wood? It's still, right. I mean, it's still solid wood on the outside. Yeah. It's, it's just a, go super thin. Okay. Yeah. And each part that, of the wood that's bending is only bending a little bit. Wow. And I could see, well, hmm. his his use case is what for this? What's he going to use it for? Just uh... He's making a, uh, a coat hanger, I think. <laughs> oh, fancy. Like a, like a little uh, thing for your entrance to put your coat on, and it kind of yeah. bends around above the mirror. It's really cool. That's pretty cool. That's like physics. That's like practical physics is what that is. Oh, yeah. I like that. All right. Bill Duran, as always, it's a pleasure. Chinbeard on Twitter. You can find him there. And, of course, PunishProps.com. Have a fantastic week, man. Take care. May the wind Bye. always be in your sails. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Just in time. Just in time. Yep. Betty never hears that one. Nope. We talk about that every time. Nope. Probably not. I mean, I like the jury duty part, so we'll stick with that. Yeah. All right. Here's the thing. These are their stories. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Justin Robert Young, all the way from O Town, California, Oakland, that is, uh, joining us once again right here on the morning stream. Justin, welcome. I guess it could be Oxnard. Oxnard? Sure. Wait, is that yeah, a place? Is that, is that Oxnard a... is a town in Southern California. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oxnard is also just a single, a single testicle from an ox. Right? That's right. Oxnard. That's right. Yeah. Oxnard is a delicacy here in Colorado. No, it's, it's actually the plural too. It's like it's like how the plural of Guinness is Guinness. Oh, I didn't well, realize the, that. Well, okay, but it would be Oxnards then, though, right? Because no, it may be no, one ox. That's, one... that's uncultured and, quite frankly, uh, it's, <laughs> really, yeah, really, to, okay, to the ox community. <laughs> Rocky Mountain Oxnards, Brian. That's what you get. Yeah. In Colorado. Right. 
Right. Hey, uh, Justin, it's good to have you here as always. Uh, figure this is, uh, you just came back from Gen Con. First of all, how'd that go? Things went well for you? You know, Gen Con was a different experience this year because we didn't sell the game. We have a publisher now, and so there is a booth where people can buy it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, number one, it was not the normal, like, normally Gen Con's kind of a grind. Like, you show up, and then we sit, mm -hmm. and I sell, and I do the demo over and over and over and over again. Uh, and we sell a fair amount. And this time, we had two talks, but we didn't sell. So, the talks were really, really good. Met, uh, met some uh, Frog Pants people out there, and... Unfortunately, really, the only bummer was I didn't get a chance to do one of my favorite things at Gen Con, which is hang out with uh, Dan Dan, the tabletop man, mm. and uh, uh, some of the other crew that hangs out on Sunday nights. Oh, yeah, John Funk and uh, Eric was there. A whole bunch of those guys yeah. hanging out, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and I've done that the last few years, and I love doing it, but uh, you want to know, I had this moment on Sunday when I just looked at the rest of my schedule because <laughs> I have four or three more conventions before the end of the month. And mm. I was just like, you want to know what seems like the coolest thing in the world right now? Getting home tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a point at which, you know, either you do it too much or you're just, just too old to enjoy it as yeah. much. If as you got two or three of those I mean, like, going I, on. I loved, I, I love it. Like the activity is something that's really, really fun, but it's always, sure. you know, we're, we're hanging out late. You know, my, my flight would have been at six o'clock in the morning uh on monday and at that point you're kind of like low-key kind of nuking your monday considering mm. i'm flying out on thursday yeah. <laughs> it's like all right so i don't know what if i just take a road trip back and not do any work <laughs> sounds okay <laughs> to me uh well all right well it's good to have you here as always i know that during all of that or in between all that you've had to soak up a lot of political stuff i know that the um you know we're now we're now done with what second round of uh, yeah, or is it third round, round of, second of, of debates? Second of ten okay. uh, uh, debates that will happen throughout the primaries, if necessary. And uh, you know, really, the big key that I've been joking about on the politics, politics, politics podcast is that now is the time that the campaign undertaker starts reaping souls. Oh no, because you because you got your your low ender uh, didn't quite make the debate raffle or their points are so in the zero that you can't see them anymore like those people are we're going to get announcements soon is what you're saying well very specifically because the dnc knew that there were a million people running yeah right so instead of having some kind of like very arbitrary like all right well make sure you are on the ballot in the state and you you know raise x amount of money they made fairly stringent debate qualification floors yeah. Uh, and in and for the first one, they were, you know, uh, tough to make, but not impossible. And that's why you had 20 people up there uh, in uh, for, for round two or sorry, three and four. You have to have one hundred and thirty thousand individual donors mm -hmm. uh, and you have to qualify at two percent in four polls, although not the same uh, maker of the poll twice. Uh, to get on the stage. And this has to happen before the October debate. and uh, Or sorry, this, the, the September debate. Uh, the problem is that there's a lot of guys that just are not close. In mm. fact, uh, you could see up to seven of the people that you saw on television that will be victims to the campaign undertaking. Well, like, <laughs> but 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 it's, to, I mean, especially with this broad. Looper's out of there. Yeah. Uh, this, no, no, yeah, no. Hickenloopers, Hickenloopers on the on on the chopping block. Bennett too. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's because you have such a broad 
base or with so many people running, right? Like that's just normal statistics. Uh, yes, and the the individual donor thing is unique. Yeah. We have not seen that before. Mm-hmm. And what you are what you're seeing is something very very fascinating. In fact, I'm sure people who are engaged in politics that are also on Facebook uh, will notice that you're getting or on YouTube you're getting a lot of digital ads. Uh, you're getting a lot. For me, it's Kirsten Gillibrand. I yeah, swear she's to everywhere God, on I, my, I, yeah, I've noticed that too. If I, if, I, if I open my eyes in the middle of the night, I'll see Kirsten Gillibrand <laughs> with a whiskey uh, asking me to give her a dollar. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is kind of a fascinating thing because, uh, and and for business people, you will you will kind of get this. But there is in business cost, you know, customer acquisition, cost for customer acquisition, and basically that's how much money do you pour into ads for one person to become a customer of yours. Mm-hmm. There was a report a few weeks ago that said that some of these campaigns were spending up to $40 per, uh, $40 per customer acquisition. Basically, for every $1 donation that people are getting, they're spending up to $40. This is a gigantic money churn for these candidates. Uh, uh, that really is kind of eroding the way that you would traditionally run if you were a 1%, 2% kind of candidate, which is just move to Iowa or move to New Hampshire and just spend all your money uh, uh, you know, doing town halls and house parties and memorizing the name of everybody's dog. Uh, uh, that's usually the way you did it, but we're so fixated on the debates and they're so gigantic that if you are not on that debate stage, your campaign's dead. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you have these people that are like spending all their money that they would have otherwise done the frugal way. They're 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 burning their money so they can have the opportunity to then be frugal at some point in the future. Do you uh do you do we know if the ratings for these have been astronomical or you know have have delivered in that regard in terms of viewers and stuff? I mean I'm sure they've been big, but I I, I guess I haven't heard uh you know if they were what people expected. They have not been like as big as the Republican debates in 2016, but they have been about on par with uh, the the Democratic debates. But they're splitting it over two nights, mm. so basically you're getting about the same rating. Oh, Dr. Bird's here. Oh, <laughs> you're getting you're getting about the same rating for uh, like the, that you would have gotten when it was Bernie Hillary, but you're getting it twice each night. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of double. It would be interesting to see if all of them were on stage at the same time. If even just because it would be, it would look like some kind of stage musical with twenty people. On stage. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would probably be interested if they were doing that at all. It would all, just but... be show of hands. Who feels this way? Yeah. All right. Next question. Next. Show well, you know, they, ban, they ban those. They ban those in the second, uh, uh, the second and third debates. Uh, they or the, the debates that we just saw in Detroit. They banned them because uh, some of the candidates were upset that they felt that the uh, questions were not clearly worded, and so they were raising their hands for really? things that they didn't realize. Yeah. All oh right. wow. Okay. So, so, so one, one word answers were banned, and raising your hand was banned. Oh, interesting. Well, is it hand raising? Uh, there's such a Photoshop opportunity. Not Photoshop. There's such an opportunity for people to just like glom on it and go, "Look how everyone raised their hand for this thing." If that's what you want to be, and like, it feels like it's just a dangerous thing to do anyway. Like, just don't raise your hand. I actually kind of like it. I I think that the problem was is that when NBC did it, their questions were stupid. Like, they asked one of them was about the private health insurance, uh, and it was the way I heard it is actually the way that I think Kamala Harris heard it, which was, 
would you give up your private health insurance for a government-run health insurance? And she raised her hand, but I guess the way that it was actually worded was, will you ban private health insurance uh, uh, for like a Medicare for All option? And that's one of the divides there in the Democratic Party. Right sure, now. sure. So, all right, I got a question for you specific about Beto, Beto O'Rourke, and that is this. He seems to be the loudest, most incensed, and sweary of the candidates uh, since the shootings. And do you think that that kind of thing will... I, I'm not... This isn't me questioning whether it's uh, it's genuine or not. What I'm saying is, does that help him become one of those that doesn't have to go to the, as you put it, the campaign undertaker or whatever? Uh, he's actually already qualified for the next two debates, uh, uh, despite the fact that his polling has been in the toilet. Uh, uh, he, he was uh, doing well enough at the point that things were qualified that uh, uh, he's fine for the next uh, uh, the next round of debates, the next, like, uh, debates three and four. Here's Beto's problem. Number one, he sucks. And number two, um, <laughs> I know, Debs, right? Uh, but uh, number two, he's... Uh, I mean, number one, he, look, he's a resident of El Paso. Uh, I'm, I, I very much can understand his rage. Uh, he was the former congressman that, that uh, uh, you know, covered El Paso. So this means a lot to him, and I can understand that. But politically, here's the problem. He made a big point. His new, his latest rebrand, aside for apologizing for previous rebrands, which has been his last rebrand. All right, Deebs, you're really just talking about politics. Deebs. <laughs> uh, Love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aside, like his newest rebrand is I can get elected in Texas. So if that's your pitch of, hey, look, I you I might not be your favorite, but if I'm close enough, then I can help redraw the map. Maybe not even just for me, but for the rest of time. Mm -hmm. if, if Texas can be blue, then we have a whole new electoral college reality. But if he wants that to be the case. There's like one issue that he can't go all in on, and that's gun control, because even Democrats in Texas have to tiptoe around gun control because Texans love their guns. Yeah. So if that's the case, then this is something that that's gotten, uh, I think, has shown a little bit more of a, uh, a a raw side of Beto, and and actually in a in a weird way, I think it's focused him a lot more. So he's not just this like rambly uh, cloth puppet just being shaken in front of a camera. Uh, and so I think that's that's revealed a more concise sign of him, a side of him, but this is not an issue that he can really go in on. Right. Uh, it's interesting. So so give us a prediction. Next debates are when and who do you think well, walks first, out of there? Yeah, oh. I was going to say, who are, the, who are the eight that have qualified? Uh, here, wait, hold on. Ask me literally any other question and then I'll go. Oh. I'll Sorry, no, right. with, uh, yeah. with actual. I mean, we could how probably guess five of them. <laughs> how many? How many? Um, how many? What is the average butt cheek count of an average human? Uh, I would say <laughs> at one point five. Okay, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said literally anything, so I thought you know, yes. throw whatever I had. Out. Yes, hold on. I'm trying to find this. Uh... Oh man, there was a really, really good Wikipedia about that. 
this, and now I can't find exactly which. I should have prepared you. Uh, let me answer. Uh, let me answer a chat room question. J.K. Grammar says I'm confused. Does Jury like Beto or not? It doesn't. We're not here to talk about who we like. That's not what we do. Yeah. No, look. Here's my Beto. But he thing. also is doing LOL. LOL. He's joking. Oh, so, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. Uh, 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 I thought Beto ran a really. He ran eighty percent of a really, really good campaign against Ted Cruz. Mm -hmm. uh, I think as soon as he kind of hit choppy waters, his campaign sort of fell apart. I think his finish was among the worst that I saw from a big ticket mid, uh, you know, midterm campaign. Uh, the idea that he ran for president was a laughably terrible idea from the moment that it was being rumored and the fact that it happened. I mean, the only reason why he ran for president was because he raised $70 million to run against Ted Cruz in the midterms. That's like presidential campaign money, right? Mm -hmm. So he obviously tapped into something. And so all of a sudden, as soon as you're making a lot of money, a lot of people are going to be around you saying, hey, you should run for president. And he's kind of uh, uh, done exactly what you might expect. Yeah. That's unfortunate for him, I suppose. But uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. You have your, you have your did, list? Did you, did you come come out feeling any more favorable about anybody during the last debates? I don't think we've spoken since then. Um, Kamala Harris, Harris bummed me out. I don't think she came out swinging like I thought she might. Um, I still like, I still like Buddha Judge, but it's just because I like him. Mm -hmm. The dude seems like super no. genuine and cool, and and it does. There's some people yeah, who have college. called me out, said, "Oh, he's he's the only difference between him and Trump is he's gay." I'm like, nah, really? I mean that that seems a, a bit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like Extreme Trump's not brain. like a lot of politicians, even in his no. own party. Like, so, <laughs> so dude, you know, he he's. I think there's a lot of things that you can pin on Buttigieg. Sometimes I think he can come off a little bit too robotic. And I think that uh, he is somebody that, when he's at his worst, comes off a little like Clinton triangulate-y. Mm -hmm. uh, but by and large, look, my mom loves him. My mom's yeah. like a big, big Buttigieg fan. Oh, yeah, my mom too. She couldn't She couldn't be more excited about him. But here's the, here's the funny thing about all of this that's helped me realize something. And whether I don't know what I do with this information, but it's helped me realize something. And that is that... A lot of these guys and gals are very robotic and sometimes look exhausted. And I think if, if I was up there, I would be exhausted. I would hate this. It would seem like a ton of work. It would be too much. Uh, it would be not worth it. And and I feel that sometimes from some of these candidates. And then I realize part of the reason Trump did so well in his primaries and eventually gaining the presidency was because he's happiest in there. So that yeah. that pressure and that weight and that stuff and that that milieu and that whatever, that's whether he's good at it or he sucks or he's a piece of shit or any of those things don't matter. I mean, they do, but they when I'm for, for the context of what I'm talking about, they don't matter in the context of who's the most comfortable in the constant meteor shower that is the camera and that attention. And, and it was him. Yeah. Him. And I, uh, I never really thought about that before until I've watched these recent debates and went, yeah, you're no one's no one has that. No one else seems to be doing that. And I and, I, you know, it worries me as somebody who doesn't like Trump. But that's that's just normal politics. Probably he's just like a weird anomaly. Anyway, uh, Trump was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there I mean, I don't know how much I want to get into it, but I'm doing a whole thing about uh, uh, <laughs> about 
the fact that Donald Trump kind of uh, saw television and cable news in a way that not a lot of people uh, did before and saw Twitter in a way that not a lot of people did before. Uh, and and there that that is that is undeniable. Now, it does anybody kind of show that promise out of this uh, group? I, I wouldn't say that no one's mastered something in the way that like Trump mastered Twitter from even before he kind of announced. But that's rare. I mean, like the, the, the idea that somebody would do like that. I think it's happened twice in you know the last hundred years. Yeah. And by master, I think it's important to make it a, uh, because I, I it's not like we're saying. He is so he's so adept. He approached it and went, "Yes, five D chess. I will take over Twitter and make it my own." Like we don't mean that. He's just got a natural way of getting on there, saying a bunch of shit, dividing everybody into pieces, and having everybody either double down or go hard. And sometimes go hard backfires. Like it's just a. I wouldn't even say that. I mean that. I mean, look, he he just knows how media works. Like, and he he. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether or not there's intelligent design behind it because media doesn't respond to uh, uh, precise, delicate engineering instructions, right? Yeah, it, yeah. it responds to loud noises, and he's good at creating loud noises. Yeah, basically. Uh, hey, I got, some, I, got some, uh, I got some people here that are about to uh, be visited by The Undertaker. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Let's hear those names. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Hickenlooper, who, by the way, uh, a, a, a <laughs> there was a web reg- a registry that kind of showed that he's already – Pivoting to running for Senate in Colorado. Sorry, we gotta <laughs> we gotta have the right music. All right, go ahead. Uh, no, 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 no. You gotta give me the Undertaker theme. Oh, from- I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't? No, Here, I don't on. do wrestling. All right, hold on, wait. Play the Undertaker theme. All right. Kill yours. There we go. All right. Oh wait. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. Why are you playing yours? Sorry, now? no, I didn't mean to. That's <laughs> All right, here we go. Higginlooper, uh, he is done. He has less than 30, uh, 13,000 individual donors, and he has only one qualifying poll. Bennett's got 28 and zero qualifying polls. Again, they got to get to get to 130 within a month. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Bullock has 17, zero qualifying polls. He's toast. De Blasio, 7,000 and zero qualifying polls. He's toast. Gillibrand's got 77,000, so mm. she'd have to almost double what she's done. Uh, up to this point, uh, and zero qualifying polls, she's probably done. Inslee's got around 110,000, but zero qualifying polls. He's got an outside shot if he can pull better. Uh, Moulton, 14,000. He's toast. Ryan, 13,000. He's toast. Really, the big question is Marianne Williamson, who's got 111,000, oh, wow. but zero qualifying polls. <laughs> if she can catch some polling, uh, some polling magic, we might Yet see more dark psychic energy. <laughs> wow. Oh, that lady. She's getting she's been making the rounds lately. Like she's getting yeah, stuff done. Getting traction. Yeah. I well, know. I mean, I don't know about traction, getting attention, I should say. Yeah, I mean, if you want somebody that knows how to work the media, it's Marianne Williamson. She's written books for a very, very long time. And uh she she knows how to talk to people. She can get on Oprah. She can go on the she can go on the, the Today Show and be a good guest. She can feel more charismatic than almost anybody else on stage. Now she's got a very specific kind of energy. <laughs> she certainly has some interesting things that she's written in the past, up to and including uh, uh, stuff about you know anti-vaxxing. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's uh, 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 interesting. But if if you look at that, that's. Uh, Hickenlooper, Bennett, Bullock, De Blasio, Delaney, Gillibrand, Inslee, Moulton, Ryan, and then maybe Williamson. That's nine 
right? If it's Williamson, it's Ted. Where's Yang? Where's Yang at these days? He's still in. Yang has already qualified for his individual donor threshold and thought he had four qualifying polls, but the DNC uh, hit him with a not so fast. <laughs> Two of the qualifying polls came wow. from the same organization. Oh, a niche niche. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited to get his $1,000 check in the mail. Pretty excited about that. Are you on the Yang gang? Are you not? Are you not feeling the Yang gang? I actually, I actually think he he's uh, he comes off as really smart to me, and I think his ideas are super interesting, even if if a little sci-fi. But I'm also trying to train my brain to be a little more open to to ideas like this, and he he makes a very compelling argument. Like it's hard not to listen to it and not, at the very least, see that it's something he's thought very hard about. He's not just throwing this out there as some liberal wackadoo idea that everybody you know is just automatically well people are going to hate it no matter what but you know like they're conceptually i kind of get where he's coming from and i want to hear more about it i just think he's interesting he's not super dynamic on stage but i think he's interesting you know he's got a different energy i, I think that he was at his best in his closing statements uh during during the debate where he kind of like broke the fourth wall and was like hey look we're all in makeup uh, saying these things that we practiced in a mirror for a while this isn't a real conversation about america uh you know this is why i think that we need to you, you kind of strip the veneer from the debates which i'm a fan of i always kind of like single issue candidates like i, I like the fact that eric swalwell ran on gun control i like the fact that jay Inslee's running on uh, uh climate change and i like the fact that yang is kind of way off the board right mm -hmm. <laughs> he's running mm -hmm. on automation being a job killer and that uh, uh this is the only way that we can stave off the fact that there's going to be tremendous uh job loss but you know he's got he's got an interesting an interesting way of looking at it so i i, I don't know if i personally kind of align my politics with andrew yang sure. but i do like the cut of his job. yeah and he, he's he's like a ted talk that ran for president you know what i mean yeah. I mean, it's a weird yeah. way to think of it, but he is really like, he's like a TED Talk that said, you know what, after my TED Talk, I'm also going to run for president. That's how it feels. I also kind of, I kind of like the idea that, I mean, look, there's a lot of very, very bold ideas that are coming out of this Democratic primary. I mean, if you look at who's up there, aside from Joe Biden, uh, both Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are, are, are talking about things that are to the left of the traditional Democratic mainstream. Like they, these are these are bold comparatively. We are talking about, you know, the abolishment of the private healthcare industry, which is like a multi-billion-dollar facet of the uh, uh, American landscape. Whether you think that that is a good idea or a bad idea, there is no doubting the fact that it is a bold action forward. And so, if if we're already if there's a lot of people out here that are saying a lot of kind of bold stuff, then. I kind of like the idea that somebody is saying something very bold that's like way off the board. Like mm -hmm. nobody, like there's no competition for the UBI corner. Like <laughs> there's, nobody else is saying that this is something that they want to do. No. So he's kind of, and I, I kind of hope that stays. So we'll, I guess we'll see. All right. Well, whether your list is right or not, we'll find out soon. When's the next debates? Next debates are in September. Okay. Uh, so we will, uh, we will, we will revisit that, uh, then but yeah. uh, uh just to give you a sense here are the people that have qualified uh on both counts uh joe biden buddha judge harris sanders warren booker o'rourke klobuchar and then the ones that are on the bubble uh just waiting for qualifying polls castro yang tulsi gabbard okay okay wish we had 
less names that were weird. I wish we had a couple of Joneses in there. Like a, we need a uh, President Stone. Yeah, like a movie president. president. Yeah. Right? Like we Bartlett. Don't, yeah. Bart- <laughs> I don't know. I think we got pretty strong names. And Buddha Judge obviously is like a wacky yeah. one. But uh, uh, otherwise, it's, you know, they're all one syllable. Biden, Harris, Sanders, Warren, Booker. I guess O'Rourke is a little bit weird. Klobuchar is weird. Of all those, you're right. Of all those names, actually, the one that's the most like a movie one is is Warren, President Warren. What do we do? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's Jason Bourne. Like I can just hear all that, right? No, no, we had a Warren G. Harding. We had a Warren G. Harding. Oh yes. right, we did. Warren. Yeah, and then yeah. we also had a Warren G. The famous regular. <laughs> <laughs> nice pull, deep cut. Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, Justin, anything else going on this week that people should be keeping their eyes on? Seems like you've got your plate full, but there's always something, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, uh, of course, right after this, I'll be talking more politics on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Justin R. Young. Uh, the politics, politics, politics podcast, uh, rolls on. And then, all right, this is going to be a weird one. I'll be curious to see if I see any, any frog panters this weekend. Mm. Because I, apparently I go to, if I don't go to a con each weekend, I'll die. <laughs> uh, I'm going to DEF CON. You weekend. are. I am, and uh, I am there pretty much just to help my buddy Darren Kitchen run his Hack 5 booth. So, like, I'll literally just be selling Hack 5 wares Mm -hmm. at the booth. So, literally, if you want to come see me, you're going to have to come up to the Hack 5 booth and say hello. Uh, I, well, what if what if uh, you know what if I'm just staying uh, down the street at the Mandalay Bay? And you're, you're I heard a rumor. I heard a, a rumor that you were going to be around uh, uh, Vegas. So uh, right. yeah, hit, hit me up. We'll see if Let's we can. talk. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. because Br- Brushwood's going to be there too. Oh, I know. Cool. I know. Defcon, like uh, this is the security con <sighs> thing. This is the con where you don't want to have your Wi-Fi on your phone set to auto join open networks. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Because you're. <laughs> Your poop will get stolen in a moment's notice to be put on the wall of shame. Uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, that. That is the truth. Basically, everything that you see happen in Mister Robot is talked about first at DefCon. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, there's always I always like the controversies where somebody gets booed out of there because they came in with a some kind of I don't know whatever the a beeper that picks up people's breathing uh, mm. rhythms or something, and they're like, "Boo! She's trying to hack us! Boo!" And they oh no, that's everybody's like everybody everybody wants to be the cool kid yeah everybody wants to have to have that yeah. <laughs> exactly wow no yeah if they see something that is like sniffing then like you know if you're cool maybe you get asked like oh man what kind of what kind of man in the middle attack are you running right now yeah, yeah. night attack that's what kind uh, all right. Well, Justin Robert Young, it's a pleasure. Justin R. Young on Twitter, of course. Uh, you can find him there. And everywhere else, uh, Justin can be found. Have a fantastic yeah, week fantastic. and be safe at DEF CON, will you? See ya, boys. Bye now. See ya. All right. Very good. There you a go. A little bit of echo, but I didn't want to say anything because I thought it might just be me. No, so it's like, him. Yeah. It's him. I kept it. I would mute yeah. him occasionally. That's why it would go away for parts. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It was, he's, he, and I, I just didn't want to make him do anything. So, sure. I blame the bird. It's shitty bird. Has the bird it. is it's the deeps. Always the bird. The bird is the word. All right. A <laughs> uh, quick email from a listener, and then we were get out of, uh, we will get out of here. We uh, were get out of here. We were get out of here. Here's the one from Tom Filler, is his name. Tom Filler, I guess, is his name. It's a strange name. It says, Hey guys, uh, I really like your old men voices. Do you think, I guess that we played that 
thing yesterday. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah the, the two bits. Two yeah. bits. Uh, do you think you will grow into these naturally over time to where the impressions sound like the real thing? Yours in Buddha, Tom Filler. Uh, I don't know. Like it's a natural progression, right? I mean, it is the... It, uh, <laughs> Jury. He's on jury's note. Yeah. Jury chat. For, for listening audience, Jury just said, next time, tell me about the effing echo. In, in all no, it caps. Wasn't, yeah. It wasn't so bad that I, did, I didn't find it bad enough to warrant the three or four minutes of, do you still hear it? Do you hear it now? Oh, yeah. How yeah, about yeah. this? Did this change it? Yeah. Did not. Did it was not. totally fine. And, I, and when we would talk, I would mute Justin so we wouldn't hear the echo. And then he'd talk. We wouldn't talk most of the time. Right. So it only really affected us we were talking at the same time. It's all good, Justin. I know you can it's change. Okay. It's an easy fix, he says. Okay. Easy fix. All right, jury. We'll all have right. a drink. By the way, jury, the crazy neighbors are coming with me to Vegas, and they'd be so Oh, they'd upset love to meet if, him. Yeah. They've met him. We oh, had, they have met we him. Had, uh, yes. We had sushi together at a mm -hmm. place here in, in um, Denver the last time jury was visiting for a go game. Yeah. And uh, we left the sushi restaurant. Jury called me over to his car, and he said something like, those guys are effing nuts, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like for jury to to you know say those guys, those two are absolutely one hundred percent crazy, right? Yeah. Is that? <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. It's the so look at the opportunity you have by going to Vegas. Exactly, exactly. So you and Schwood, we've got to figure out a way to get together and have a have a couple drinks. I didn't know Schwood was going. Is he also at DefCon? Is that his plan? He is. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. that's. I heard about Schwood going because uh, Zula is gonna do some stuff with. Uh, uh, he was saying, "Oh yeah, Schwood's going to be in town, so I can join you for a couple things." Oh, good. But uh, you know, he is the Vegas need... Sherpa after all. He is the Vegas Sherpa, but he's going to be sherping somebody else. You know, I've mm -hmm. got my—I I guess I'm on my own to figure my way around that crazy, mixed-up town. You've been sherpa—you've been sherpa to the peak many a time. I, think I have exactly. Feel like you can do it on your own once in a while. I can—I but... can get from Mandalay to the stratosphere with my eyes closed yep. at this point. I keep. I keep teasing him about it, but I actually have something from Azula that he's going to love that is very Vegas Sherpa related, nice. but I got to finish it. Um, all right. So there's that. Thanks for the email there, Tom Filler. If you'd like to send in your own emails, themorningstream at gmail.com. We encourage them. You have a little comments like Tom, whatever, that'd be great. You can also leave us voicemails at 801-471-0462. And you can support us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash TMS. We're now going to play a song to exit the building. Brian, do you have one? Yes, we talked a little bit about this earlier, and so I'm glad to kind of be able to do this. Uh, hey, Scott and Brian, writes our friend Adi. So I'm getting this in a little late for myself, but wanted to request a song for all the parental units out there whose kids are going back to school now. I've kept my five-year-old twins all summer, and I'm so ready to have them finally back in school. I love them but I'm ready to let someone else take care of them for the day. <laughs> George Michael's freedom is all that comes to mind at the moment, but anything you pick will be wonderful. I've missed you guys lately due to trips and vacation, and I'm looking forward to getting back onto the TMS rotation as well. Love the show, though. Adi. He's a hell so, of an artist, by the way. Real good. Uh, Adi is? Oh, yeah. He's, really? he's making oh. us all look bad. He does, he does a bunch of fan art for There Will Be Dungeons all the time. And oh, cool. it's, it's, I mean, he's legit. Like really, really nice. good. Yeah. Oh, I'm have to look. I'm have to look him up. Yep. Uh, all right. So this is a little. You know, the the song uh, "Freedom." So there was the version by Wham that was just called "Freedom," which is the "I don't want your freedom." <laughs> I don't blah blah blah. Yeah. But then uh, on his "Listen Without Prejudice" album, I think that's the one. Uh, George Michael released "Freedom '90," uh, which was a not really an updated version. 
different song, different lyrics, but kind of paid homage to the, the Wham song. Uh, and the video, by the way, if you've not seen the video in a while, it's an, it's an amazing slice in time video because it's every supermodel from that time period, from 1990. So you get your Cindy Crawford, you got Linda Evangelista, you've got, um, oh my God, who else is in that? Is uh, I don't think Kathy Ireland is in there, but it's it's like a who's who of of supermodels of of 1990 at the time. Wow! And I think they're they're messing they mess around. They burn the the Faith jacket that he wore for the the previous album uh, for the video for Faith. Oh right. Anyway, yeah, I know what you mean. Really, really good. Yeah. So, um, Freedom 90, here is a great cover, and this is the cover that you will need of this song. Because while the original is great, how about a German rockabilly cover of Freedom 90? This is by Dick Brave and the Backbeats. This guy uh, sounds a little bit like Elvis, backed by um, the, the Jordanaires. It's so good. It's from the Dick This album from 2003. Here's Dick Brave and the Backbeats with Freedom 90. I was just a young boy, didn't know what I wanted to be. I was every little hungry schoolgirl's pride and joy. I guess it was enough for me. To win the race, a prettier face, brand new clothes, and a big fat place on a rock and roll TV. Say the way I play the game has got to change, oh yeah I think I'm gonna get myself happy I think there's something you should know I think it's time I told you so There's something deep inside of me There's someone I forgot to be Take back your pictures and the brain Take back your singing and the rain Just hope you understand Sometimes close to not make a man Good time band on the run, boy We were living in a fantasy Living in a fantasy We won the race, got out of the place Went back home, got a brand new face For the boys on MTV, boys on MTV. But today the way I play the game Has got to change, oh yeah I think I'm gonna get me some happy 
think there's something you should know I think it's time to stop the show There's something deep inside of me There's someone else I've got to Take back your pictures in a break Don't think that I'll be back again Just hope you understand Sometimes clothes do not make a man This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You're all a lot of hooey to me. Mmm. Bunch of hooey, see? Meh. Oh, Naomi.